Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to die When all the birds are singing in the sky Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet land who enjoy to listen to podcasts about wrestling. Well done, you have picked a podcast out which is about wrestling. <laughs> it is called Love the Graps. Hello. Hello. Um, I'm Chris, this is Alan over here. I, uh... I, po- I pointed at him. Because that's what you do on audio. Yeah. Yeah. That's a loud point. That was the loudest I could point, frankly. I'll try, I'll try and do it louder. Yeah, <laughs> what's quite loud. <laughs> my elbow out. clicked. Yeah. Um, so that was my loudest possible point. It is now 22. That's 10 p.m. 24. 24 minutes past 10. I was really confused by <laughs> saying that. It is nearly half ten. It's nearly half ten on a Saturday evening. Yeah. Um, I guess actually we've got home relatively early in comparison to many other well, trips that we do. Yeah, I mean, you say that, but it was a show that started at four. Yes, well, it was due to start at four. Well, started yes. slightly later than that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so we've just got home from that London yeah uh, Bethnal Green specifically yeah uh, where we have been at XWA and the the second chapter in what has been dubbed their exclusive series might be the last one who yeah, knows who knows uh, there wasn't an announcement for another one no of the exclusive series <laughs> <laughs> I like to think of it as like um, an executive club for men yeah um, unlike most exclusives mm. it's not an actual exclusive no, no, no. Well, I mean, I mean, I suppose what, what we saw tonight was yeah. exclusive. Also, the main man was an exclusive. Well, no, you get him in Colchester tomorrow. Oh, yeah, but it's an XWA. Yeah, but, so he's not yeah, exclusive, yeah. is he? And the same with Ibushi. But yeah. we're just splitting hairs. There. We're quibbling. Yeah, stop your quibbling. We're splitting the hairs under PJ Harvey's armpits. Why have you gone back to that? <laughs> In the 90s, the singer-songwriter PJ Harvey um, was notorious for being a woman who had hairy armpits. (laughs) And that was a weird thing then. That was notable in the 90s. Yeah, only your mum had hairy armpits in the 90s. Your mum? Yeah, my mum. Don't you talk about my (laughs) mum. But yeah, we digress. Yes, yes, we often do. (laughs) Yes. So yeah, um, the second exclusive... Um, so we didn't, we didn't, we never spoke about the first one because only I went to it. Yeah. And only I was supposed to go to this one. Yeah. That was wasn't a, some kind of deal. It wasn't. <laughs> I'll go to this one. You go to the yeah. next one. We'll have to alternate. Tickets are too expensive. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a last minute decision. One well, last minute ish. Yeah. Um, for myself to, to, to join you today. Yeah. Um, couple of different factors in play not least the reduction in ticket price yeah they slashed it slashed big discounts over on xwa.com yeah i don't know whether that's their website (laughs) um but yeah so i mean i went to the one back in march ish earlier in the year yeah with kota ibushi yeah and i raved about it yeah um i think if you go back 
on our Twitter timeline. I did a little write up about it because yeah. I, I felt like I had to defend it a little bit because some of the Twitter boys out there kind of run down these shows. Yeah, it's people don't like anything new if they don't want to be part of that thing that is new. Yeah. So for some people, charging £45, which after fees is what the tickets were yeah. for these shows, is a step too far. And that's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a price it, point that is prohibitive for some. Yeah, and if it's not for you, it's not for you. If it isn't for you, then that's, that's it. It's just not for you. Don't, like... Don't pull it down. Yeah. I think it's fair to acknowledge why it's not for you. So if it's not for you because the price point is too high, then let that be your problem with it. Yeah. Don't, you know... Not everybody will have that problem. Yeah, and don't make out that everybody else is an idiot for... No. ...for engaging with it. Because clearly, I mean, the, the Abushi show was a success. Yeah. Um, I think today was a, a success. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously the ticket prices um, earlier in the week the ticket prices were reduced. Yeah, I don't know how many they'd sold at the original yeah, price I, point. I know a few people who'd already bought them. Yeah. So I mean, there were a few who, who were already going at that original price point, but with the reduction, it was packed. Yeah. Today. So. Yeah. So you know, at least the central conceit of the shows and what they're putting on is appealing to people because there was a crowd there yeah so i mean the idea behind these shows is that they're the 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 two that we've had so far they're bringing people over from japan who haven't really been over before and this is your chance to see them in in an intimate environment and you can't get more intimate no than the resistance gallery but also they're they are bringing those people over and they're making sure that they're put in situations that kind of let them display what it is that makes them special. Yeah. Like, because loads of people, and I, you know, we, we had a bit of a chat about this. Um, so Keith Lee was brought over as uh, Daisuke Sakamoto's opponent mm-hmm. tonight. And we're going to go and see Keith Lee at Fight Club Pro next Friday. Yeah. I am concerned... I'm not like Keith Lee's one of my favorite wrestlers in, yeah. in the world right now. Um, but I don't know who they're going to put him up against next Friday, yeah, and it's got to be the and, right person. And yeah, because there, you know, there are there are Keith Lee matches that I'll watch and be like, well, that's fine. I'm not yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not a sycophant, I'm not going to rave over every little thing that he does. No, um. And XWA have, have, have very sort of wisely gone. Kota Ibushi and Goto Hashi, well, what they what they can bring that is special is that wacky DDT style. Yeah, so let's give them license yeah, let's to do that. let's give them freedom to do that. Found a couple of opponents in the tag match at the exclusive who were willing to, to go along yeah. and uh, play their part in that. And then tonight, we'll talk about it in a moment, but there's, there was no better available opponent you know, considering Keith Lee was in the country mm-hmm. uh, for Daisuke Sekimoto than Keith Lee. Yeah. And that was just perfect. Yeah. And so th- perhaps that is the exclusive 
bit. You're not going to see this anywhere else. You'll see Keith Lee lots of other places. Yeah, and he's been over before and he'll be yeah. over again. And Keith Lee is a wonderful, wonderful professional wrestler. But tonight was one of those one of those things. Yeah. Should, should we just jump into what we yeah. what we liked? We'll do Love the Graps. Hashtag Love the Graps. Are three items that we've kind of pulled out. Yeah. Um, and let's go straight into to that uh-huh. then. Yeah, the 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 co-main event as it happens, mm-hmm. because there were logistical issues, but it was the main event. It was what everybody was there for. Um, some people were there for Sekimoto. Some people were there for Keith Lee. Yep. Um, most people were there for the, the combination. And it was Daisuke Sekimoto, Big Japan legend against Keith Lee. Yep. And Chris, it was a bit good. It was very, 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 very... Very, very good. Um, I lost my shit yeah. several times. I had ha- hands on my head, just um, yeah. So like big, big stuff, big stuff going on. Yeah. Loud noises, um, flesh on flesh. Yeah, bouncing off the mat. Yeah, just you, uh, if you are familiar at all with these two guys. You can picture what this is. Mm. Um, two powerhouses um, who, I don't know, like Keith Lee, big agile yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Daisuke Sekimoto, smaller. Squat, powerful. Yeah, wide as he is, tall. The thing for me is Sekimoto has, has long been one of my favourites. Yeah. I've I've loved seeing him and I didn't think I'd ever get to see him live because although he is fucking amazing, he's not really spoken of outside of a certain circle. Mm. And there perhaps aren't that number of people to make bringing him over from Japan which is an expensive thing because I think he had his wife with him as well. So it's two two plane tickets um, to make it worthwhile. Luckily, some promoters will take that chance and we got to see that. And one of the nice things that I really liked about this match and from reading Twitter leading up to it is that as excited as I was to see this match, Keith Lee was as excited to be in it because... Sekimoto is not really going to make it over to America, where Keith Lee does most of his wrestling, yep. for the same sort of reasons yep. that I just spoke about. Keith Lee hasn't gone really gone to Japan yet. I don't think he's gone at all. Um, if he does, I imagine it will be... Well, I, I don't even know, but it probably wouldn't be with Big Japan, who don't tend to bring in no, I mean, um, the gaijins. So this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And I think he felt it as well, and you could feel him feeling it. Yeah, and certainly at the end of the match, um, you could see that he was humbled by it. Yeah, um, and you know, spoilers, he lost, um, which Keith Lee's not going to lose that many matches um, on his rise at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but a worthy, a worthy thing. It was just the, the, some of the chops, some of the hits, uh, the lifts. There were a couple of German suplexes in there. Um, the, the Death Valley bomb at the end for Sekimoto to win. It was like getting Keith Lee up on his shoulders. It's yeah. just amazing. Just big lads wrestling. And after the match, I am not ashamed to say 
I joined in a both these guys chant. It was after the match. The match had already finished. Uh, but it was... I was just delighted. Yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. It's hard to even like talk about it with much coherence. Because no. like, it was basically two big boys smacking the shit out of each other. Um and love it like you could see that they were both loving it as well yeah i have four favorite wrestlers Mm -hmm. and two of them were in that ring against each other tonight yeah so you know it was a dream for me can you imagine if barrington hughes had made it (laughs) if he'd have made it he couldn't get on the plane he was too fat they said you too fat barrington (laughs) i was watching um a show last week the charity show that i got for um this this company uh in america did a fundraising show and anybody could buy a ticket for a foster child mm-hmm. from a foster home to go to the show. So I did that. And then they sent me a copy of the show. I wasn't expecting it. Got it. And I sat down and watched it last week. And there was a rumble and there was a big fat black guy in it. And I did wonder for a minute, is it? Is it? No, it wasn't. It wasn't Barrington. Just a different big fat yeah. fella. Yeah, there's lots of them out there. <laughs> right. Um, Barrington, if you're listening, my get DM, in touch. My DMs are open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> roll on in yeah um so yeah I, I really hope that they get this video together quickly enough for people to get excited about this i mean match. they won't but no, they won't yeah one of the nice things was though that that i looked across the room tonight and there was someone who who will remain nameless who's been a bit snarky on twitter about this show and they they turned up today perhaps attracted by the cut price ticket and they look like they're having a great time and hopefully they will have understood why i was i had no hesitation in shilling out 45 quid for it you know that match was my money's worth mm. but segue there there was other stuff chris there was some other stuff on the card um one of the highlights for me um, is a character that I would not be excited to ever see on any card. I don't think you're alone in that. Ever. Um, because he's not for wrestling fans like me and you. <laughs> not really. No. Um, but, and he was a highlight actually, you know, on the Ibushi show that they did as well. He yeah. did some similar stuff. Um, and he was a lot of fun today. And that was Lion Kid. Yeah. Uh, Lion Kid is a long-serving um, lion <laughs> masked-themed <laughs> wrestler um, who is, is kind of appeals to children. Kids love him. Yeah. I mean, when and, we were... Do you know what? His merch sells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he's got good merch. He's actually got replica lion kid masks yeah and they're good quality and people buy them and kids love wearing them they do the yeah because they're like foam claws as well you can and um and yeah he's a he's a real hit with with the kids but this was not a the kind of audience that that would would accept his shit no but what he did was really clever because he did that same character but with that sort of knowing acknowledgement that it would be ridiculous in this environment and taking it to kind of an nth degree. So yeah. he would he, basically what, what 
where he he appeared um, when the match between Mark Haskins and Cara Noir was a non-starter because some kind of black version of Lion Kid, a black tiger. Yeah, Dan a, was trying um, to say, I, I couldn't really catch it. It was something Leo Leon or yeah, something. Yeah. Um, he came out and attacked. Yeah. Um, and he was with, he was aligned with Cara Noir. Yeah, we've seen him aligned with him before. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, they, basically the match was a non-starter. Yeah. So Lion Kid came out to even the odds. Yeah. Um, and it turned into a tag match. But before it turned into a tag match, Lion Kid um, got on the microphone <laughs> and addressed Cara Noir and the other lion. And, and Bad Lion. Uh, yeah, he referred to him as Bad Lion yeah. and Cara Noir and told them that they've both been very naughty <laughs> and that Mark Haskins was his friend. Yeah. And um, he was going to tell on them. Yeah, so that he told on them to Dan Reed, yeah. who made it a tag team match player. Yeah. And, and that was quite a funny little yeah, bit yeah. as well. Dan Reed channeling his inner Teddy Long. The, the thing I quite liked was that obviously Lion Kid, when he's playing for the kids, he's a grown-up. Yeah. So he's their grown-up hero. Yeah, yeah. And today, when he's playing for the adults, he was very childlike. Yeah. And I did uh, almost simpleton. Yeah, yeah, way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I did quite like that. Though mm. someone in the crowd did 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 they did tempt him into swearing. Yeah, well, he did that on the last yeah. show as well. So I wasn't happy about that. Um, I think also he endeared himself a lot to me because his partner was such a shit. Yeah, what the fuck, Haskins? Haskins, Mark Haskins is one of the most joyless individuals I think I've. I've seen him wrestling. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's well documented my issues with Haskins <laughs> as as a sort of perennial runner-up, um, perennial contender and, yeah. you know, like the ever-present, reliable, let's go back to Haskins. But he's such um, a gloomy Gus. But he's such a misery. And I just think, like... I don't know. It, it it felt to me a bit like he wasn't sort of embracing it. No. Although I do quite like this new period of Haskins as straight man in a clown show. Yeah, but the thing is, like, it would be better if he was playing into it, like he was exasperated by it. Or, yeah. But instead, he's just like grumpy in the corner and doesn't. But he doesn't really. He doesn't engage with it. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I, there, there's something just about him that doesn't even click in that role. Yeah. Like, I think it could work. Like, for instance, Jimmy Havoc later on. Yeah, he, he played that. He, he kind of played that yeah. role as the straight man in the middle of the universe gone mad. <laughs> um, and he does it. He does it really well because you know he's deliberately being like a Victor Meldrew of yeah. of Brit Ress. Yeah. Um, and Haskins could do that if Haskins had any joy in his life. But we're not talking about Haskins. It's done. It's done. Yeah. But we're talking about Lion, Lion Kid. Kid succeeded in spite of his yeah. partner. Um, he, uh, yeah, just introduced uh, a stuffed toy, which we were a little bit worried about because at one point it did look like the stuffed toy might get destroyed, and we already lost one today. Yeah, we lost Daryl Takahashi. Rest in yeah. peace. Um, and. I was worried that Simba from The Lion King was yeah. going to go the same way. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, 
he he just um, he, he attempted to get a pin yeah. on the bad lion. On the bad lion who, who kicked out. There were a lot of lions in that match. There were three lions. Yeah. In oh. a ring. <laughs> um, yeah, so Lion Kid. I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't... I wouldn't say watch out for Lion Kid. No, I get, mean, get... My, my first live show back after my break on the island of Lian Yu... Uh, and all the stuff that happened to me while I was there was a wrestling store show in Bedford. Yeah. And it was built around Haskins and Lion Kid. Uh, and Haskins was the heel, as he was in a lot of places at mm. that time. Uh, and he was putting Lion Kid through a series of trials. So I got to see my first time out the, the, this kind of, who who is this guy? And I didn't know at that point that that he was a guy that I was familiar with from my the end of my days at FWA. Um, and I quite liked him then, but then he just kind of disappeared because he does only work those family-friendly shows. Yeah. So I quite like the fact that you've got this little bit of a universe where Lion Kid can yeah. come into I mean, it's, it's weird that you would say that that was the first show because I, I assumed, yeah. obviously incorrectly, Yeah. That Haskins and Lion Kid were the same person. <laughs> they've got the same hair. Yeah, they've got the same hair, same sort of build, same yeah. height, um, and they've been around for the same length of Trained time. at the same academy. Do we know for sure that it's not just, you know, a couple of people, like, interchanging between <laughs> the Lion Kid gimmick? It could well be. Maybe they're twins. Yeah. And there are two Mark Haskins, and... Two Lion Kids. Mike Haskins. Mike and Mark Haskins. Yeah. And, well, just Lion Kid. Lion Kid. Yeah, you uh, don't need to do it. Because it's Lion Boy. Lion Boy. Yeah. Lion Bar. Um, <laughs> if we were going to pick a third Love the Graps for today, what would that be? <laughs> Alan. It would be... Simon Grimm. Simon Grimm. Yeah. So formerly known as Simon Gotch. Yeah. Um much maligned. Yeah, he's, for no real reason. Well, he's he had himself a bit of a reputation coming out of WWE. Yeah, but that's nothing to do with you or I. No, no, but we didn't have to people, punch him in the face. Yeah, people get their knickers in a twist don't they? <laughs> they they kind of you know you read something online and you've yeah. decided that that's going to color your impression of of that guy he got into a fight with sinkara who hasn't yeah that's true um and you know again from what i've read some people didn't like the way he carried himself yeah. which uh, some people didn't like the way yeah. the miz carried himself yeah. when he started in yeah. there and that guy's been there for over a decade now. I enjoyed his work in the Vaudevillains. Yeah, he was in a very popular tag team. Mm-hmm. Well, a, t- a tag team that was very popular. Yeah. And then... On NXT. Yeah, and then moved to the main roster and was kind of a bit of an afterthought. Yeah. Um, and ended up on the outs with WWE. Yeah. He's been sitting out for 90 days. Yeah. Um, and this was his first match, as far as I'm aware... Yeah, I think someone mentioned that he might have done one in Florida last weekend, but I, I didn't see any mention of it. Okay. But, but so let's just pretend this let's was his Let's say first. this was his first match. And yeah. he was against um, Internet Darling, yeah. um, Matt, Matt Riddle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 
people have left WWE recently. Yeah. And they've all taken different approaches. Yeah. So noted hater of women, the Ryback. Yeah. Uh, has been a shitbag. Yeah, he did. I a mean, few, I'm sure he's lovely well, he to did work a few, with. But he did a few big matches, and yeah, people actually did say that he was yeah. really good to work with. But you know, he's he's not for you or I. He's not our graps. No. Um, and then you've got someone like I watched Jack Swagger's first uh, American indie match against yeah. Michael Elgin, awesome. and um, it was good. It was yeah. good. Um, he he took a battering. Yeah. And gave a battering. Okay. And that was kind of the way that. That Simon Grimm did tonight. Yeah, um, you're in with Riddle. There's there's no there's no easy match with Riddle, is there? No, no. You are going to get hit really hard. Yeah, um, and you are going to get thrown about. Yeah, because that's what Riddle likes to do. He wants you to do that to him. Yeah. There was a moment in this match where he chopped Simon Grimm and then kind of turned to the audience and was like, "You guys know that's what I like." Yeah. Um, because he wanted Simon Grimm to start hitting him back. Yeah. And um, and he did. Yeah. And yeah. He, yeah, he laid it in. He was not afraid of, you know, the big suplexes and stuff like yeah. that. And I think, I do think, for instance, Co- like Cody Rhodes, he's the big one hmm. that came out of WWE. He made his intentions clear that he wanted to be a big star yeah. outside of WWE. Um, he wanted to do things the indie way. Yeah. Um, and got a lot of criticism for quite a while. And maybe some of that's kind of shaken a bit of that now. Yeah. He started it's to sort of shake year, it though. But he came out and he just did his WWE matches. Yeah. Like he did not embrace the style. But he, again, different backgrounds. Yeah. With Simon Grimm had... Some indie ex- experience uh, before. Yeah, like a lot of indie experience. Had been to Japan before, yeah. going to WWE. Kind of went into WWE with a character that he was able to still portray yeah. while he was there. Um, and Cody, obviously, it's a different situation being somebody who only ever wrestled hmm. in WWE. Um, but from what we saw tonight, yeah, I think, I think he's going to have to work hard. Because yeah. there are still people who are going to be like, oh, that's and okay. he's still going to get booked as Simon Gotch from the Board Villains. Yeah. And he's still going to get put into situations. He's not going to wrestle Matt Riddle every week. No. He's going to have to wrestle, I don't know, Alex Gracie some weeks. Don't although, wish that on him. Although, you know, him and Matt Riddle are basically on the same level. Well, they are now. These days, but, yeah. yeah. Um, if anything, Alex Gracie is above Matt Riddle. Yeah, Matt Riddle's losing a lot, isn't he? Yeah. Almost like he's leaving the territory. I mean, whatever. Like, if the promoter wants him to win, then he'll win. <laughs> I mean, the thing about... Apparently some people on, on Twitter.com yeah. were a bit upset that Simon Grimm beat Matt Riddle. Yeah. Right? I mean, it was a fluke kind of win. Um, It was a... Matt had the bro mission on, didn't he? Yeah, but it was... It was a... It's weird, because it wasn't a fluke fluke. It was, that's what that... That's what Simon Grimm did to try and get out of the... Yeah. He, he pinned the submission. He, he went um, back and... And and Simon Grimm is with XWA again tomorrow. Matt yep. Riddle isn't. So in traditional booking, that's exactly yeah, the right decision. Also, it is Simon Grimm's first match. Yeah. Outside of yeah. WWE. And, and like you say, Matt Riddle's losing all over the place. Yeah. So... So... Yeah. 
like I, I want to give him some props because yeah. I mean, not that he cares what I think. Well, I <laughs> he probably does. Uh, we're going to see him again soon. We are going to see him, and that will be interesting because that will be a slightly different environment, one that he's not unfamiliar with, having competed previously in Shikara King of Trios. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what what he looks like there. Yeah. Because it'll be more of a fun time. But if if you if you go into a show and Simon Grimm happens to be on it, give it a chance. Yeah. Don't like. I mean, it's not gonna be Hurricane. No. Thank it's, God. It, it's not gonna be. Paul James. Gonna, yeah. You know. <laughs> it's not like you're gonna go and see Mr. Kennedy or something no. like that. Like he 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 seems like he wants to go. Yeah. And he did tonight. Probably because he never really made that Hurricane or Mr. Kennedy money. No, that's true. Yeah. Um, but and, and you can make a decent living now. Yeah. Yeah. So good good for him. So, I mean, there, were, there was other stuff that we really liked as well. Um, the main event was, was crazy. Um, there was a three-way that was really... I mean, the whole show was really Yeah, there was good. loads but, of fun stuff. But shall, uh, Gideon Gray's entrance scene, we've got to drop <laughs> props in for that. <laughs> Um, it was a version of Don't You Want Me Baby by yeah. the Human League, where every lyric was, you, you were working as a waitress in a cocktail bar when I met you. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Just picture that in your mind yeah. here. Um, uh, so, let's move on to the Not My Graps thing. Yeah, then. hashtag Not My Graps. Yeah. And again, I mean, we're finding this quite regularly now, like, there, there weren't none of these things are major major sticking no, points no uh, they're, they're some of them are things, more serious than others yeah that, they're little but, things which hin- slightly hindered our enjoyment of the show but for other people might just be just be fine there's nothing glaringly my god i can't believe that happened yeah um so let's let's just dive straight in yeah well first first and foremost and it's probably the thing that kind of I would put at the top of the list of the not my graps yeah. on this particular show was there was a weird decision made. Um, so they, they regarding some commentary. So they had a London Lucha League um, opener, mm-hmm. which was um, between Road Fam and yeah. Buffalo Soldier. Yeah. Um, basically a trainee match yeah. um, for the school that's based at the venue. Yeah. And it was a fun match. But a thing that London Lucha League do is that they have um, commentators, normally, um, what's his name? Greg Burridge. Yeah. Um, and somebody else. Costa. It was Costa, it was Costa t- yeah. tonight. I don't know whether it, it always comes out is. of Lucha Britannia uh, have live commentary yeah. on their shows. They have Benjamin Lush and Tony Two Tops. Yep. And those two are very, very good. And they work really well in that environment. And I guess for consistency, because the London Lucha League is uh, Lucha Britannia's training school shows, they've kept that. But obviously, they've not got Tony Two Tops or Benjamin Lucha. So they've got Greg Burridge, who is one of the trainers yeah. at the London School of Lucha Libre. And Costa, uh, today, he was he was doing it with him, who is one of the trainees. Yeah. Um, and they're not what... They don't bring to the show what Benjamin Lush and Tony Tutox bring to the show. But, you know, it's that, that kind of atmosphere is, is fine. Yeah, it's a slightly weird world. 
and you can make slightly strange comments. Yeah, and basically they they do the live commentary and they are funny. Yeah, like like Greg is funny. Yeah, like um, and and they were good and and they did the trainee match and it was it was yeah, it worked. Yeah. That universe works. And then they did another match which was one of the London Lucha League and Lucha Britannia regulars, Cassius, yeah. against James Castle. It was being builders, XWA versus the Triple L. Yeah. Um, and so they, they stayed on for that. So they did that as well with Dan Reed yeah. joining them. And then for some reason, I mean, obviously because the crowd were laughing at them, Yeah. Um, Dan kind of made a bit of a swift decision to go, why don't you stay on? and yeah. commentate on the other matches and and threw it out to the audience who were always going to be too polite to, yeah. to, to shoot it down like i didn't speak out no i stayed quiet like, i didn't because they, they they said uh cheer if you want us to stay on and then cheer if you don't want us to stay on and there were more cheers for staying on yeah um but uh, there were but nobody yeah. wants to seem mean spirited no. because cheering yeah. because we don't want you to stay on is we do not enjoy yeah. this. And um, then, um, and then the next match was was Matt Riddle, Simon Grimm. Yeah, and um, it didn't really work, did it? No, and there was a point where Dan Reed had to step in and yeah. join them on commentary because they didn't know anything about <laughs> Simon Grimm. No, they didn't know anything about his background. No. Um, Funnily, like I was watching that the moment go down where they were like going to cheer, like they're going to do commentary, to cheer if you want them to do commentary. And I saw Emily Reed, her eyes widen and shake her head. <laughs> and I think I don't know. I mean, I wasn't that side. I didn't hear, but I yeah. felt like there was a moment of trying to communicate. Do, do, why are we doing this? Yeah. And fortunately, this only lasted for the first half. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it just it, it's not a thing that I like. I've been to to shows before um, where they have had people doing something similar, and it's mainly to try and get a, a crowd full of children to cheer and boo. Yeah, comment commentary is tough. Yeah, we've both done commentary. Yeah, um, live commentary is even tougher. Doing it live over a house mic is almost impossible you have to be very very good yeah um and you have to be almost totally irreverent yeah because you can't you can't be serious you can't be an authority on wrestling and also be doing it live where everybody including the wrestlers and the referee can hear you yeah because the minute the heel does something villainous yeah and you point that out and it is behind the referee's back. Everybody looks like an idiot. Yeah. Because the referee can't completely, like, just react to what you said. Yeah. Without making the villain look stupid. It's yeah. just, it, yeah, it really, it creates issues that you just don't want to get yeah. yourself into. And it, it just didn't work outside of the environment where it did, did work. Well, because at least in Lucha Britannia, it's like you could almost pretend, if you wanted to, that the wrestlers can't hear that. Yeah. Like, it is a voice above everything. And, like, the wrestlers are never going to react. Because it is a weird, wacky world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you can't... When you're doing a real-life thing, you can't get away with it. No. 
So yeah, I wasn't a fan. Also, as a bit of a a slight production snob and like worrying constantly about production on my own thing that I've just put out, um, the idea of having that live commentary is makes my skin crawl because yeah. that is going to sound terrible when you watch that video back. Yeah. Um, hey ho. Yeah. What's done is done. Like they scrapped it halfway through. Yeah. Um, and the rest of the show certainly did not suffer from not no. having that comment. And and will probably be heightened by maybe a little bit of commentary on top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so second uh, hashtag not my graps is there were perhaps a few too many matches on the card, and this is this is something we debated on the way home. Yeah. About whether this is a negative, whether some people might have thought that this was a positive because they paid for their ticket and they want their value for money. Um, but it did seem a bit squeezed. Yeah. Uh, it did seem to run a little bit long. It wasn't overly long. I've been to longer shows. No, no. Um, but yeah, they probably could have dropped a match. Yeah, it just felt... And it was a match that you, you acknowledged was good. The three-way with Kit Sabian, Doug Williams and... El Fantasmo. Fantasmo. Who's very good. Was First time seeing him. A lot of Did like him a lot. Um uh, like it's worth like I, I they came out and it was trying to work out who was left on the card, yeah, what we were gonna get before the end of the show and going, Why is there this three way happening now? Yeah. Like it did it just felt like the show would not have suffered from not having that on there. No. And obviously I, I paid half the price you paid yeah. for my ticket. So if they didn't have that on there, wouldn't have bothered me yeah. at all. And none of it was announced. No, they were all unannounced. I mean, it was one of the, the it was probably my second favourite match of the night. Um, so I'm glad it did happen. But I mean, we're talking about it from another, and it's not our job to tell people how to spend their money. No. But, if you get to the point where maybe you're thinking, oh, I've got to discount the tickets because I've not sold as many tickets. Maybe. Um, then those three guys are a payday that perhaps he didn't need to make. Yeah. You know? So, it just, yeah. I don't, I don't... And, and it wasn't just that much. You, you know, I mean, Jody and Johnny, as much as, you know, I love Jody and Johnny. Um, that was a match that people have seen a lot. Didn't really need to happen. Uh, Cassius versus James Castle again. Match didn't really need to happen. So you could have dropped any one of those. Um, yeah. But I just felt if if we are nitpicking, yeah, and we are looking, for and stuff, we are nitpicking because that's yeah. what we do. Um, while we just, I've just mentioned Jody and Johnny. I just wanted to mention that those two guys. It was it was nice to see them. The first ever Brit Rest show that I went to was 17 years ago over 17 years ago and those two were on it and so was doug williams yeah who was on the card and in a way johnny and jody were kind of important in me doing my little bit in wrestling because seeing johnny on that card made me think that i wasn't too small to be a wrestler and then i became an underwhelming wrestler <laughs> and then i did a bit of co-commentary and Jody Fleisch uh, dislocated his elbow, and the bloke that I was doing co-commentary with had to go to hospital with Jody Fleisch, 
uh, and thus I was doing commentary on my own and that led to me doing a whole series of commentary. So in a way, it was kind of nice to see them two again after so long and it kind of reflect on, on what they'd uh, kind of done. And, and to see Doug as well. It was yeah. kind of 17 years later. I think we said something similar. Um, uh, the last XWA show that we covered because yeah. they were both on there and yeah. Doug was on there as well. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, that's kind of a time that passed me by. Yeah. I was a teenager and wasn't really going to anything but stupid rock gigs at that point. Um, but yeah, I think that's nice. But yeah. let's get back to talking about stuff right, that yeah. we didn't like. Yeah, so we've got one more. And it's it is really, like, it's <laughs> the worst thing. Now, Keith Lee has uh, a catchphrase. Yep. And he was even wearing a hat with it on today. I want, yeah. I want the hat that says, "Bask in my glory," and that's yeah. his catchphrase. And that's a decent Keith Lee impression. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he comes down to the ring and he requests. He doesn't demand, and he doesn't order you. He requests that you bask in his glory, and that's that's what he says. Um, he didn't, we didn't hear it tonight. No, we didn't get to hear it. The, the fans the, were too excited. Yeah, and they, they, they were already chanting it when he came out. Yeah. Um, which meant that he didn't say it. And I wanted him to say it. Because yeah. Keith Lee, without a doubt, is the coolest man on the planet. <laughs> he is. Yeah, um, yeah just just cool, just cool dude. Yeah. Like, I just look at him and I'm like, yeah, you're a cool we, guy. We were talking with our friend Tim. And we're talking about the... The recent controversies in professional wrestling yeah. where some people just say stupid shit uh, and some people turn out to be arseholes. And Tim was just saying that he wished he could just be totally sure that one of his favourite wrestlers wasn't problematic. And I'm, I'm pretty willing, I don't know him, mm. but I'm pretty willing to bet if anybody in professional wrestling is not problematic, it's Keith Lee. Yeah. I'm well behind that. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, we're going to see him next Friday. Hopefully we'll get a chance to hear him say that. Well, if he's manning his merch table before the show, because he wasn't at this show, no. because uh, he did a show last night for another company, which shall not be named. What Culture Pro Wrestling. Yeah. And um, it seems they might have forgotten to book him transport back to london where he's he was based. late yeah he was late um so it, he was late getting in um but hopefully on friday he will be manning the merch table before the mm. show and we can we can make a special request yeah 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 keith, keith say it say we're it we're gonna be say right. it keith say it <laughs> keith say it keith say it keith i can't believe i love a man called keith so much keith lee <laughs> keith just keith all right keith i can't believe it if you met like a fella whose first name was Keith and their middle name was Lee, yeah, is that his middle name? No, no, no. I'm no. just saying like oh, yeah. they're both names, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are. So if his name was like Keith Lee Chegwin, <laughs> yeah, for instance, yeah, you'd be like you're a dork, yeah. But then I guess you know same surname Bruce Lee, he's a Bruce. Yeah, but that's you know like I mean? a Chinese so maybe, thing, isn't it? Maybe the coolest people have got the dorkiest names, like uh, like Alan. I don't know any cool Alans. I met a cool Alan today. I met Alan Alan Forel. First yeah. time I've, I've I met him. Nice to see you, Alan. Cool. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So that was XWA. Yep. It was fun. You know, yeah. keep an eye out. We'll see what they do next time. Um, and yeah, I think that the exclusive series, it it's providing special yeah things. And that may be it now. It may be done. Yeah. It may be, you know, it may be written off as it was an experiment that they tried and wasn't a success in one way. But I know you felt the same about the Ibushi show. I came out of the show today with memories and a glow that I I don't think I could have got anywhere else. Yeah. So it'd be you know it'd be a shame if they don't follow it up with something, but it's going to be a tough one. Yeah. Because there are only so many sort of special things that you can do. Yeah. Anita, who's retiring at the end of the year, I think you could probably do Anita in the Resistance. Probably not in the Resistance. <laughs> Uh, but he he'd be one. Beyond that, you're looking at groups of wrestlers, which become prohibitively expensive. Yeah. So you're looking at you know a couple of the Dragon Gate roster, a couple of the DDT roster. You know, it 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 becomes too expensive. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. Yeah. See what Hopefully, happens. it will continue. Yeah. And I will get Dan Shokudino, <laughs> uh in the UK. Yeah, uh, let's see if he's allowed in the UK. Yeah, he must be on some sort of register, <laughs> yeah, right? He's got to be. Um, yeah. yeah, Dan Shokudino. Yeah. So next up, Friday. Oh, Talking I'm of Dan Shokudino, you're going to get Mad Pauline instead. Oh, oh, I'd Mad, be all right with that. I'll Mad Pauline's coming. I'd be all right. <laughs> Not Mad Pauline. I'd be all right with Mad Pauline. Would you? Yeah. Really? If they were like big, excl- I would pay forty five. <laughs> Mad Pauly and Mad Pauly alone. Serious guys, we need to make forty-five pounds <laughs> to bring over Mad Pauly. Can we find somebody willing to pay for one person willing to pay forty-five pounds? No, I'm sorry, no, we can't. I'm sorry, this isn't going to work no, out. Not even one person <laughs> would pay forty-five pounds for Mad for Pauly. an audience with Mad Pauly <laughs> for a date with Mad Pauly <laughs> for a BJ of Mad Pauly. Oh, what? a Bull James, a Bull James, yeah. yeah. Half mad poorly. Um, so Friday, yeah, we're back with another show. Yeah, we're going to Fight Club Pro. Don't say it. Our home away from home, at the oh. their home. I'll save it. Yeah. I'll save it for next week. Because <laughs> <laughs> people want it, don't they? Like yeah. it's the venue that I'm just. I'm going to tease it. The venue that Fight Club Pro run at <laughs> in Wolverhampton. Yeah, and. Um, Talking of Dan Shokudino, um, I'm, I'm giving you good warning now. Joey Ryan, if you're listening to this, it's, yeah. it's unlikely. <laughs> uh, if you are, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to talk at you yeah. about the anal explosion match you yeah. had with Dan Shokudino. I think just it's important to know that it was a very, very, um, I'm going to say important again, very important match for both myself and Alan. Yeah, for this um, podcast. For this podcast. We have for world peace. shown it to, <laughs> to a lot of friends, yeah. um, you know, who have reacted generally positively. Yes. Um, because it's one of the greatest pieces of art ever created. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's art. Yeah. yeah. Um, go and track it down. Yeah. I'm pointing again at the microphone. Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll be seeing Joey Ryan and some other people. Keith Lee and... Um, Jeff Cobb. Low-key. Low-key. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of a, where the dog lives. 
doesn't even make sense. It's the size of his doghouse. <laughs> oh. oh, the Starworks. Oh, we didn't house. even talk about biscuits. Yeah, there were biscuits. There were biscuits. It was a, actually. I'm gonna. I'm gonna touch on it. Alan. Okay. I know yeah. we 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 promised we weren't gonna talk about this. Yeah. Hashtag not my grabs. Yeah. Massive waste of tea bags. It was. I'm running low on tea bags in in the kitchen there. Although, less of a waste of tea bags when Gideon Gray appeared and was showered in tea bags. I can't believe we didn't get some sort of reference to Gideon Gray as the tea maker. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. I mean, Bull James wasted them later. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, fun yeah. show, yeah. fun show. Let's let's wrap it up though. Yeah. Um, so we are back next week, uh, next Friday evening. Uh, get us on the socials. Um, I'm at Mussy Babies on Twitter. At Indie Sleaze is Alan's handle. Yes. Um, at Love the Graps is where we come together. We reside, we unite uh, yeah. like some giant manga robot. <laughs> and anyone who, who did vote in the poll, by the way, because. We put up a poll about what we were going to do for an episode this week and we didn't think there would be an episode. Um, the glossary of Graps, the great Graps glossary, won the poll. Um, we think we're going to be doing that in a couple of weeks. If you've got any terms that you have heard bandied around by hipsters mm. and you would like them defined, let you know, us know. Hip wrestling people like us. Hip cool wrestling folks. Dorks, like, like, well, yeah, I mean, dorks, obviously, but you know, hip yeah. wrestling people like Chris and Alan of the Love the Graps podcast. Yeah. Um. So yeah, do get in touch. Get in touch anyway, because I want to know that you're still okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've been worried about you. I haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah. I just want to know that you haven't had a fall. It's a trying time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So until next week, it is now eleven thirteen in the evening, Saturday night. Uh, thanks for listening and go to bed. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Up the hills that we climbed, for the seasons out of time. All our lives we had fun, we 